Well, good evening, everybody. It's Chris here from the Whistle Stop Cafe in Mir, Alberta, and I am joined by my cohort, Mr. Kerry Lambert, for an exciting episode of... We've never done this before. And can you please answer this question for me, Chris? So tonight's question and part one of this infinite series is, Chris, what is happening with APP? Ah, that's a good question. And sub-question, Chris... Is APP just a political ploy for the UCP? Mm. Two very good questions. And they're about to be answered. So, <laughs> Carrie, have you heard those questions as well as of I have, I have heard those, yes, many yeah, times. We've heard them for quite a while. Yes. Uh, we've been hearing these questions since the UCP mind. leadership forum debate that the Alberta Prosperity oh, yes. Project hosted. That's true. Right? So... I just wanted to clear a few things up and Carrie, you've got a little bit of insight in this too. So I'm sure you'll have something to add. The whole point of the Alberta prosperity project is it's actually in the name. It's Alberta prosperity. That's what this is about. The reason that we're coming together and doing these things is because we want to see Alberta prosper. Mm -hmm. Now, some of us, myself included, we know that the only way Alberta could ever truly be free independent hold on a second there's a cat 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 he's on the keyboard no. anyway the only way that alberta could be truly prosperous mm -hmm. and we could exercise our own self-determination as albertans is to be free from the shackles of the federal government now while i know this i realize that there are a lot of people out there who don't agree with my opinion maybe it's because they haven't uh, heard it presented the way I have or know some of the things I do, but that's beside the point. If we rewind this to Alberta prosperity, um, much like the climate change argument, if we're going to talk about net zero, maybe we should be zooming out and talking about human flourishing and prosperity and is net zero a way to get to that? Mm -hmm. This is the same kind of thing with the APP. If we're talking about Alberta prosperity, we zoom back a little bit and we say, okay, how do we get there? Yeah. Now, during my time with them in the last two years, I guess, year and a half, I don't know how long it's been, year, two, five years, 30, I don't know. I think about a year. I've spoken on this at dozens of locations across Alberta with hundreds, thousands of people. And we've laid out a very logical and well thought out plan to achieve Alberta independence and be prosperous going forward. Mm -hmm. Okay. In doing so, we've effectively built a parade that the government wants to get in front of. So uh, before I get into that, I want maybe Carrie, would you mind explaining a little bit about uh, how the independence party views Alberta prosperity, how, how we, become prosperous uh as albertans as albertans that oh, way well they independence the the big thing with the independence is it really is independent we've we've gone down this road before and and chris and i you know we kind of agree on things we also don't agree on things and that's what makes friends and it it works that we both respect each other that way but i've seen 
what has been happening, whether or not it's flip-flop back and forth between uh, the, the PCs to the Liberals to the NDP. The issue that I've got right now is that there is really a globalist agenda. And our big concern is that it doesn't matter which of the two or three big parties you pick. Ultimately, it's going to end up the, the going down that road. And so the analogy that I, that we usually talk about, and again, it's not some people may take offense to this is that the the PCs will put you on the train, give you a bowl of soup and a blanket, and then uh, send you in the boxcar and off you go. Versus the NDP won't give you a bowl of soup. They won't give you anything. They'll just send you in the boxcar and off you go. You end up going to the same spot. So whether Regardless, not, you own nothing and you're happy. Yeah. Whether or not you want to go down there and, uh, and you know, you want to get there faster or if you want to just, uh, you know, not really care about how you're doing it or have a comfortable ride yeah that's totally up to you but for us the only way that we can get around this with an independence party view is to get the hell out uh you know there's there are certain things that we can try and do within canada uh and uh and we it, you know app does talk about that stuff they talk about uh setting up our own police force our own taxation those are things that we could do now. Those are things we actually don't have to wait for an election. Um, certainly, we, we could get them started like yesterday. And um, and then when things do come up for an election in May, then we basically will say that if we, if as an independence party government, um, if we form a majority, then we will ask the people of Alberta uh, for a referendum on independence within one year. That's the that's the statement that uh, that the Independence Party does, and I totally agree with that because in the end, as do I. Yeah, it doesn't matter where we are at that point. We then give the power back to the people and say this is what should happen, uh, but it's totally up to you. You guys can decide. But again, the idea would be you're not gonna you're not gonna ask people to make a decision if they're not educated on the decision because they're going to be influenced by other people by other things. So you have to get through and you have to, again, like Chris says, get at the front of the parade and uh, and tell them that this is this is the path that we should be going. And, now, and with, that, with that referendum within a year of yeah. becoming government, yeah. I 100 percent agree. And this is yes. where I severely disagreed with the Wild Rose Independence Party of Alberta, yeah. who said they were going to poll for three or four years. I yeah. said, that's ridiculous. If you elect a independence-minded government in the province in the first place obviously really. the province wants a referendum on independence so that but, motion of waiting was but, ridiculous well my argument would be let's say you squeak through either a minority government or maybe you do get a majority government as an independence party and hypothetically you go to the polls within one year there's a lot of stuff that could happen in that year but the idea would be that we would set up a system where we could actually do referendums on a bunch of things. And I'm totally for the power of the people. I, you know, it's, it's so 1880s, if you want to call it that, in terms of having the representatives of the government that we do right now. Right. Because they had to travel to get to Ottawa to to explain what their constituents were. And then they'd have to travel all the way back by train or whatever it was. Now everything is instantaneous. We should be able to do some sort of a referendum on practically anything, right? If we want, do we want to have a referendum on 15 minute cities? Let's do that. Let's talk about that. And, and then we can do it virtually or whatever. And they do that in other countries. Yes, they do. There are lots of countries that have a lot of referendums. Um, yeah. uh, Switzerland has a minimum of four every year. Yeah. 
So I, I, I agree with those things. Yeah. Um, if Alberta, if Alberta voted and elected the independence party as the government, yeah. I would be thrilled to see that referendum question on the table immediately, because yeah. obviously we want that. Now I've chosen a different path. Yeah. I've realized that regardless of political party, regardless of politicians, politicians can't do anything unless they believe that the people will vote for them. Yeah. That's why we're in a, the situation we found ourselves in over the last few years, politicians have pandered to the polls and done what they believe the polls say will get them elected, not what is right. So I've spent a lot of time traveling around the province and speaking at Alberta prosperity project events and trying to get some truth to the people of Alberta so that when it comes time to cast their votes, to cast their ballots, the governments that are they're the people who are trying to become our leaders and our politicians, they see the parade of people who know what the truth is and they will vote for the truth. Yeah. Um, we, we have to change the way society thinks about a lot of things before we can elect a government that will fix them. Mm-hmm. In other words, we have to first identify that we have a problem before yeah. we can fix it. Yeah. That's why I've chosen to do that. And that's why uh, I haven't... Uh, decided to put my name on a ballot. No, I'm not running in the Lacombe Pinoca constituency for the Wild Rose Independence Party. I don't know why that was put in there. Um, I had talked about it at one point, but then I realized there's much bigger work to be done. Yeah, I want to be a part of creating the parade that turns the tide and gives the politicians the courage to be leaders and do the right thing instead of do what the polls say they should do. Mm-hmm. as what we've seen over the last few years. Yeah. Um, I see someone commenting, Daniel Smith is another Kenny. I don't believe that. I don't believe that for one minute. I also don't believe that the government or the people in the government are mostly bad. I don't believe they're evil. I don't believe any of that. I believe they're human beings just like me and just like you. I believe they've done good things and they've done bad things just like me and just like you. I believe that If we want to criticize any politician or any government, we have to first be willing and ready to get involved and become active and make sure that the government or the people who want to become government know what we want. Mm -hmm. We have to tell them what to do because we are their masters and they are our slaves. (laughs) But as of late, myself included, we have not, we just haven't done that. We've sat at home, we've, we've done our job, come home, turn the TV on while there was government meetings going on all around us. We never got involved because we said politics. We don't like politics. We don't want politics to have anything to do with her life. Newsflash. Politics is your life. Your life is, it's impacted by politics on every single level Mm -hmm. from who you're allowed to marry to where you can live to what your electricity costs to the food that can be put in your grocery store to whether or not you can sell food to your neighbors. Every single thing in your life is impacted by politics. Yeah. Yeah. And we failed in our democratic duty to participate and shape our future as democracy intends us to do. And that's what we've said before is that people need to get involved and and actually be, you know, not passive. Because, I mean, I'm guilty of being passive for the last how many years? And you're passive and you don't do what what you should do until you actually have to. 
you've got the proverbial gun to your head and you you say you know what i need to stand up and i need to uh, i i want a better a better province i want a better country for my uh for my kids and uh my family my friends and if i'm the only one standing up out of that well then you know what then i'm the only one standing up for that and so i see our page is being spammed with take back alberta again yeah, which yeah. i'm not really opposed to but let's talk about this. Okay. Benita says, I agree with getting actively involved politically. Take Back Alberta has some great initiatives. Now, I find it interesting that the first thing that's mentioned is Take Back Alberta, even though I've been talking about Alberta Prosperity Project for about 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about Take Back Alberta. Great idea. Get people involved. Take over CAs. Replace bad MLAs. Become engaged, involved in politics so that you can put the right people there. Excellent. And then what? Yeah. And then what? Still part the of that. The people of Alberta haven't changed. Yeah. The people of Alberta haven't um, been educated as to how we can become prosperous and truly free. And those politicians that we put in those places will not have the courage or the mandate no. to do the right thing instead of what the polls say. The polls are still going to say, oh, Alberta wants to be net zero. Yeah. The polls aren't going to say Alberta believes in human flourishing and that we should be uh, prospering and being good stewards of our environment, the polls will say Alberta believes in net zero. Mm -hmm. And those same, those politicians that we put in those places who are good people are going to do the same things and make the same mistakes as the politicians before them who were also good people. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, you might have heard me in the past talk down about um, certain MLAs or ministers or even the premier. And maybe I was mistaken in being so harsh on other human beings. Probably not, because the things that were done were absolutely terrible. But they were human beings nonetheless. We have to make sure that we do the work and we educate the people of Alberta so that the people who want to be our politicians can do the right thing and not be ushered into some back room and bribed or threatened in order to vote on a policy that is against the people of Alberta, as we've seen in the past. Yeah. So go ahead, do what you want and, and fix the current government. Um, I, I don't have a problem with Danielle Smith. I think she's trying to do some really good things, but I think that only goes so far. If you really want to change this province and you really want to become a beacon of hope for the rest of this country and show them a way to become prosperous, you need to do the work to get the truth out to the people of Alberta. And honestly, no political party can do that. How much is a political party allowed to accept from a single donor in a calendar year? I'm going to be off, but it's like 42 or 4,600 bucks. That's it. Right. It's not very much money. No. Political parties generally don't raise very much money. The UCP raised a crap ton of money. Yeah. Mostly because so many people were angry at Jason Kenney and they wanted him out. So they bought memberships. They got involved. They did their thing. And then they changed the story saying, oh, look, everybody get, wants to get involved because it's so great. And it's like, yeah. no, because no, we people were pissed off. Yeah. That's why they did it. Yeah. And, and, it's, and it worked. But the party built up a huge war chest, which in politics yeah. is a great thing because they can get their messaging out, which they're doing right now. The Independence Party has some great ideas, some excellent people, some like really good people who really care about this province, but they're very small. And they're they don't raise a lot of money. And that and I think that's it comes down to what did you say before? It takes like four million dollars to win an election or whatever. Fourteen million. Fourteen million. Well, honestly, there's 
almost no way that the Independence Party could do that. And the reason you need that money is just imagine if you even wanted to send out uh, one pamphlet or one letter to every individual household, that's going to cost you like three million bucks in all of Alberta anyways. Absolutely. Right. Now to get so, the messaging out to Albertans on something as significant as wrapping up all of the concerns we have that we're seeing all over the place these days. Yeah. yeah. Um, the development and production and export of our natural resources, yeah. our health care, our, um, uh, I hate using the word indigenous. You know, what, what, what do we say? Like, we still have the Indian Act in Canada, right? It's still called the Indian Act, yeah. So is it, are we wrong to say, use the word Indian? I mean, it's... it's well, it's funny because I have some Indian friends and they actually call themselves Indians. But I yes. mean... Whether or not they call it more in jest because it's the way it's always been. But I mean, yeah, it's it's kind of this woke indigenous. Our white and non-white relationship. Yeah. And how we interact with each other yeah. in this province of Alberta. Yeah. Um, how we respect each other's traditions and cultures. Yeah. These are all problems yeah. that society has to first discuss and 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 get involved and 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 use their voices on how we want to resolve these things before the government ever will. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these things, you've probably heard this, Carrie, as I have in the last while, we need the system to be reset. The system is broken. We need a new system. Uh, but we can reset it. We don't have but to have We the, can reset it. We don't need the uh, Klaus Schwab and all his cronies That's to right. reset it. That's a completely different reset. That's right. Our government on a federal level level is so entwined and entangled in globalist policy and globalist agenda. Yeah. I really do not think that we will ever get out. And the reason for that is because the balance of power in this country is in the in central Canada, yeah. in Quebec and Ontario, where our bureaucrats are. In this country, we have one million federal workers who all vote to protect their own jobs. And create new jobs for their friends. They love these globalist policies because it makes them rich and their friends. And I don't think we can get out from under that. Yeah. Spend all the time you want talking about Pierre Polivet. I think he's a great guy. Uh, he'd be a good prime minister. But is he going to fix these problems? No, he won't. Because other great prime ministers before him also couldn't because they had to cater to the, the power center of Canada, of yeah. which the West is not. Now, we need to do something to fix these problems because it's coming to a head. And we're hearing people talking about revolution. We're hearing people talk about blood and violence. These are things that we actually hear these days. Yeah. I heard someone today say, this isn't going to be fixed unless we have uh, uh, we, we divide people to the point where the lions can eat the sheep. Mm. I don't want to see that. I know that we can stand up, we can say enough is enough. Federal government, we're not going with you. If you're going there, the people of Alberta have spoken on this issue and either leave us alone or bugger off. Yeah. We can do that. Yeah. And in doing so, we could set up this structure the way it was supposed to be with proper representation, uh, accountability for government, mm -hmm. checks and balances, small government, encouraging people to get involved and engage in politics. And one of the ways you can do that is by not taxing them at 65% yeah. so that you don't have to go out and make $200,000 a year to support your family. Now you can make a hundred thousand because you keep it. 
Yeah. Now you can work a 40 hour work week or a 30 hour work week and you can spend 10 hours becoming actively engaged in your community and your friends and good people around you can do the same thing. Then you have a bunch of good people standing together, being leaders and taking Alberta to prosperity. But you can't do that in the system that we're in right now. Our premier's trying with the Sovereignty Act. I agree with the Sovereignty Act. Do I think it's going to protect the province? No, I do not. As a matter of fact, I know that it won't. I'm glad we're trying. It's a good first step. But even the premier herself acknowledged if the Sovereignty Act doesn't protect Alberta the way it's intended to, then it becomes the job of the people to rise up and get that referendum on the table so that we can use it as leverage and negotiating power against the federal government. So don't sit there and tell me that we can't have a conversation on independence right now. And then from the other side of your mouth, tell me that you believe that you want what's best for Alberta, because unless you, unless you acknowledge that we need that leverage against the federal government, taking into account all the historical evidence we have in the, uh, over the last 50 years on our relationship with the federal government, you do not care about Alberta. You care about politics. And I give a shit about politics. I care about people becoming involved and engaged in the direction this province is going and making sure that the federal government can't hijack it and take it where they want it to go. Right now we have, they're trying to bribe. They're trying to bribe the province to give up its sovereign jurisdiction over the administration of healthcare. They're dangling a billion, $48 billion carrot in front of the provinces and saying, which is most of our money too. Yeah. It's our money. They're saying, well, we're going to give you back your money yeah. if you give up yeah. your right to administer health care in your own province. Yeah. Yeah. And just, you know, the, people, the, the government doesn't have any money. They just don't. So- they have our money. Yeah. They have Alberta's money. Yeah. That's the money. Yeah, they for have. the most part, they do. They have Alberta, Ontario, and Quebec's money. Yeah. And they use it against us. Mm-hmm. And this isn't the first time. They've done this. They've taken our sovereign jurisdiction over our natural resources, yeah. the development, production, and export thereof. Yeah. <clears throat> and they've, how do you say it, usurped that sovereign jurisdiction by saying, oh, climate change. And we can't do a damn thing about it because mm-hmm. we haven't given our provincial government a mandate to negotiate effectively with the federal government. You see where I'm going here? Mm-hmm. That's why... I still advocate for Alberta Prosperity Project and a referendum on independence. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't care who you are, what kind of a politician, whatever. I will go toe-to-toe with you and I'll debate this until you're blue in the face trying to defend your position that we must remain in confederation while at the same time saying that you care about Alberta because those two things do not coexist. They do not happen at the same time. You either care about the future of Alberta or you care about politics and getting in front of a parade and getting on a stage and and becoming some type of a leader amongst other people who are ignorant to the fact that Alberta needs that leverage. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I really I, I really went off there, didn't I? No, it was good. It was good. Did I keep going? Because <laughs> there's more. Oh, oh, is there more? Oh, please, mm-hmm. please have more. One of the other reasons why I continue with this organization here is because it's working. 
There are many people out there right now who are saying ignorant things such as the APP uses the same words as the UCP government. Therefore, they must be a shill for the government. And that's all they are. You fools. We started an organization in this province and we changed the way the government speaks. We, we use words like sovereignty and independence. And now our government is using those same terms and acknowledging that a referendum may be, they don't say will be yet, Mm -hmm. but may be the only leverage we can have to fix what's going on right now. We succeeded in that. Here's a little bit of a fun fact though, that APP back when it was uh, AUP, I guess, Mm-hmm. A lot of the policies that they were implementing into the AUP policy book came from and were talked about through the Independence Party. Yep. So Absolutely. that was that was first. Not that that's a big deal that who was ever first. Is, but no, those, it is. It is a big deal. That yeah. is a big deal. And those that ideas came. Show, yeah, those ideas came initially from them. That goes to show that there are some very very good people with very good ideas who yep. genuinely care about this province more than they care about politics. Because they're brave enough to say the things that may not be accepted by the vast majority of the province yet. Those are good people. So it's important to note that, that this stuff came from them. So what, what does this mean and how does this all work together? I hear people saying all the time, well, why don't we just vote APP? No, that's not the idea. (laughs) APP is not a political party. The reason for the existence of that organization is to educate Albertans as to what the path to prosperity looks like for this province and actually for other provinces. This isn't limited to Alberta and any other province. I would even say that APP keeps uh, all political parties in check too, right? And and so they should. if, if, If they're educating on a certain topic and maybe it doesn't agree with the Independence Party, then you've got some some conversations to have happen. So it's not we're just picking on the UCP, as as I'm sure a couple of people are out there. It's not we're picking on that, or we're not necessarily picking on the NDP. Okay, we're kind of no, we will pick on them because totally they're picking picking on <laughs> But that's kind of where we're at. Is that uh, you know if there are certain things that it 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 comes down to let's have a conversation, let's have a discussion about what what us as an entire province of peoples want to do and going forward, because I can tell you right now, if we stick with the status quo, we are not going to survive the next, uh, you know, four years after that. Yes. You may be able to get in an election and you may be able to have a conversation. And Chris and I, again, don't necessarily agree on this, but there is no way that UCP is going to say, you know what, we're going to change our policy so much that we are now going to let an independence referendum take place guaranteed that will not happen but not even if it comes in from the grassroots can you imagine how long it would take to come in from the grassroots now that's something that we're going to have to look into yeah because the citizens initiative referendum is not about party policy or what the party wants the party their mandate is to do what the people of alberta ask them to do so if the people of alberta through a citizens initiative referendum ask the government for for that referendum on independence yeah i don't think i don't think they can say no i don't think it's something they can just ignore 
Now, I might be wrong about that, and it's worth looking into. Do they have? However, okay, go ahead. Um, what we're going to see in the next few years is Daniel Smith and the new revitalized, I will say, UCP, they use words like sovereignty. Yeah. Right? And they're saying that they're trying to do things that keep Alberta within Confederation, but bring back our sovereign constitutional rights to the province of Alberta, yeah. where they belong. If it doesn't succeed and they don't use every available tool in their war chest, including a referendum on independence, that means that they do not care about the future of the province. What they care about is staying in government. Mm -hmm. And those are two completely different things. What? They're noisy dogs. <laughs> The squeaky dog gets the boot. Yes. Just kidding. They don't. <laughs> so I, I hope that answers a couple of the questions I've got. Um, now, if you're gonna, if you're asking me who I'm gonna vote for, well, that's none of your business. Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna tell you who to vote for, but what I will tell you is, do not let anybody tell you that your vote is a waste or it's you have to vote a certain way for the greater good, you do the research yourself, get the information, get to know the candidates, and then you vote your conscience. And anybody who tells you, oh, if you vote for anyone other than this, we're going to get this and it's going to be your fault, mm -hmm. they do not care about the best interests of Alberta, nor do they care about democracy. Because democracy is not a bully system where you have to follow the status quo in order to be accepted as a, a caring member of society and a good steward of democracy. That is not how it works. I find it offensive. I find it disgusting. And the people that are saying that, I really hope that they realize the error of their ways. If you're so convinced that the candidate you think people should vote for deserves their votes, then get off your ass and show them why. Mm -hmm. Use facts to support your statement or claim that this is the only person that should be voted for. If you can't, if your candidate can't stand on their own merits, they do not deserve to have a voice in the government. Period. No candidate deserves to have a voice in that legislature simply because you don't like the other candidate. That's not how it's supposed to work. This is not a, it's not a two horse race, this next election, no matter how small a party will be. If you support that party, that's who you should vote for. And I say, if the other party or candidate can't hold their own and convince you on their own merits and their own accord to give them your vote, they don't deserve it. Mm -hmm. Simple. Yeah. Is that fair? Totally fair. I think that's the way it should be. You know, it's it's unlike what it is in the States with uh, really a two-party system down there. I mean, if there's there's going to be a couple of people running as independent, not independents, but is an independent uh, um, candidates, go out and listen to them. And if they you align with yours, your ideas, then then there you go. You know what you know what to do. Someone's someone's posting a site called Wasted Votes CA. Yeah. That is absolutely horrendous. Yeah. And if you're going to try and tell people that their vote, that they 
their vote, not your vote. Their vote is a wasted vote. Vote. I, I, I don't even, I don't even know what to say to you. Mm-hmm. That is the most undemocratic thing that anybody could possibly do is convince people that their vote is wasted if they don't vote along the same lines as them. Yeah. Unbelievable. Carrie, this is part of the reason why over the last uh, few weeks I've kind of stepped back and I've I've been hiding in my restaurant and just kind of safe in those four walls, meeting with people on a face-to-face basis because I'm watching this unfold around me. Mm-hmm. I'm watching people abandon what they know is is a path to prosperity for this province to pursue political means. Yeah. I'm watching people go from thing to thing to thing, not without a care in the world for what is going to happen to this province if people don't do the right thing. And it, it's so depressing to me. I, I actually kind of wondered a little bit there after we almost died, if any of it was worth it. If we're reduced to trying to convince our friends and neighbors that their voice doesn't matter, their opinion doesn't matter, their mm-hmm. vote is wasted because they don't vote the same as us. Yeah. What the hell are we doing here? And are we, is any of it worth saving? Well, and I've, I've said many times that I'm a bit of a, a fatalist. I believe that, uh, you know, whether or not you're, you believe in the same sort of thing I do and it doesn't matter, but I believe that fate happens and there are certain things that we are destined to do. To do. And the fact that uh, uh, we came out of that train crash without anything seriously wrong with us solidifies the fact that I think we're on the right path. And that's the way I'm going to say it. And, uh, and that's just, that's my belief, right? Because it could have gone horribly wrong. I agree. So, yes. So we're 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 meant to do change. We're meant to do change. Some will people, it happen this will it happen this election? I hope so. Because if it has to go through another four years, we may not actually have a vote in four years. At the, some people the, are mentioning the the vote split. Yeah. In 2015. Yeah. And they're saying, oh, it's because of it was because of vote splitting that we got the NDP. No, it wasn't, you idiot. It was because the PCs were corrupt pieces of crap and nobody could vote for them in yeah. good conscience. Yeah. And they didn't have a other alternative, so they voted NDP. There were so many people that I know that voted NDP just for the sake that they were orange and they really like Halloween. That was the reason why they did it. I had the same conversation with my brother in Manitoba. He has been a long PC supporter, which honestly, I back in Manitoba, again not knowing anything about politics, you either voted PC or you really voted liberal, right? And back in the day, I will say I voted liberal because I thought that was the right way. I was not educated in politics at all, not at all. And I just liked red because red was Canada. I liked the I liked the pretty shirt and all my cars are red. And Chris will attest to that. <laughs> but now I look at it and go, Brother, what are you, what are you, why are you thinking of changing your PC vote to an NDP? Well, because I don't like the way that this is going. That is a completely different shift. That is totally off. Like read, read what the NDP will do. And like I said, that it, it's, it's just, uh, they'll, they'll, uh, they'll trash the province faster than, uh, than they have in, uh, 2015. 
So what I would say is if there's groups working within the current government to try and, well, and they're succeeding in making yeah. it better, more accountable, better people. If those groups are doing that, yeah. then why are people worried about the way people are going to vote? If things are improving that much, people should be able to vote for that party. Yeah. And uh, at the same time, if the independence party <clears throat> is doing the right thing and they're winning hearts and minds with their platform and their, and their, their campaigns, yeah. then they should have people vote for them. Yeah. That's how it works. Yeah. And I would say we're probably not going to change the mind of a classic NDP voter because they'll vote NDP just because they're so angry at the world. They will, they won't do anything else. They won't listen to facts. They only care about their feelings. Yeah. They don't care about what the NDP truly stands for. And they will just always vote that way. Yeah. It's pretty sad yeah. because the reality is the conservative parties would deliver on most of the things that a classic NDP voter would want anyway. Mm -hmm. Better health care, better um, uh, working conditions for people, yeah. better education. Like we can do that if we focus on keeping the province prosperous so that we can do all these things without accumulating debt. And everybody, everybody likes having more money in their pocket too. Right. And that's kind of the whole thing is that if the independence party came in and we did the referendum and we ended up becoming independent, then we would be able to do our own tax structure and say, you know what, we don't have to give the money to uh, the federal government and we can actually use this money to, to do stuff, good stuff in, uh, in Alberta. And, and really, so we would end up with less tax. We probably, we would flourish more. But, but instead we spend um, three times as much doing something that because the government is doing it, yeah. then we would spend if we do it ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And who's responsible for that? Was it the NDP? Sure as hell wasn't. No, it was fine. the PC government of yeah. 44 years that did that. Yeah. They did that. So anyone that didn't vote for the PCs because of what they had done to the province? No, it's not their fault the direction the province went. It's that previous government's fault who dropped the ball and did such a bad job that people could not in good conscience vote for that government to allow to do it again. That's how that worked. So all this is to say, I don't like politics. I don't like how this this works. I don't like hearing people say, talk about wasted votes and and you must vote for this. Otherwise, you're going to end up with this. Be so scared. I don't like it. It's unpalatable to me. It turns my stomach. I actually can't believe that I'm hearing my friends say these things. Same. So what do we focus on? You said it, Carrie. Education. Mm -hmm. We educate the people of Alberta as to what the path to prosperity looks like because 90% of them right now do not know. Do not we know it. Not even, maybe they don't even care. That's the other thing too. I know there's a lot of my friends and, and you know, people in the neighborhood, people in the neighborhood that, that think that things are just hunky dory the way that they are. And mm -hmm. they, and they're blind to what's going to end up happening like in the year, in two years, four years. Maybe it will be an NDP government and Notley will send people door to door asking why they haven't been vaccinated yet. Yeah. What do you think here? Okay. So, People think that they're they're prophets and fortune tellers, and they can tell that if we have an NDP government, the province will be destroyed. Are you sure? 
Are you sure that they wouldn't be so ridiculous and piss off so many people that we had the revolution we're looking for? Yeah, it's possible. Are you sure that enough You're people right. wouldn't suffer just enough more that we would have this revival that we need to change things in this province? Maybe yeah. that's how it would go down. Yeah. You don't know. Yeah. You don't know what would happen if you elect any government. Look what happened with the UCP. We thought all our problems were solved. We have Jason Kenney. We have this strong, united, conservative government, and everything's going to be okay for Alberta. We're going to have a referendum on whether or not Alberta wants to end equalization. And we did. And we what did. did it do? Sweet fuck all, because it doesn't mean anything. And even if it went, what was it? It was 62% or 67% something? 67% of Albertans voted to end equalization. Well, let me tell you something, Alberta. If you want to end equalization, let's have a referendum on independence and yeah. use that as leverage negotiating yeah. with the federal government and saying, we're not funding your welfare state anymore, you pricks. If you really want that, we can deliver that as a province. We can do that together. Yeah. But we're not going to do it running around telling our friends and neighbors that they have to do what we say. Otherwise, they're going to be responsible for the downfall of the province. We have to do the work and give people a reason to vote for the right party. We, we have to do that. That's how this changes. Yeah. And it's not going to change unless we do. I, uh, I had an argument with my friend Bob, and I'm, I'm really not proud of that because we were kind of mean to each other and friends don't do that. But anyway, we hugged afterwards, so I guess it's all good. But I said to Bob that I think the majority of the province right now believes that carbon dioxide is an evil gas and we need yeah. to get rid of it. Right. I, I think that the majority believe that because it's been pushed on them in schools. It's mainstream media constantly climate this. And for so that. long. Yeah. Greta, whatever her name is, is all over the place with her weird pigtails scolding yeah. us for heating our homes. Yeah, People have been made to believe that their existence is evil and that they need to stop breathing for the greater yeah. good. Yeah, And no government is going to be able to do the right thing and change the course we're on unless the people are educated as to what the reality is. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a lot of work to do. And it's not going to be accomplished by scolding people for not voting the way we want them to. It's going to be accomplished by getting out there and doing the work. It's going to be accomplished by going town to town to town, just like we've been doing, and talking to people and spreading this message and telling them that there is a better way to do things. Yeah. Those folks that were in the cafe tonight... Um, um oh my goodness they live streamed a, a, a talk from there um it's extremely controversial great rebellion that adrian fellow i can't remember his last name i can't anyway i, I don't know the controversy time, is the, they talk about a lot of things that need to change and i'm listening to these things and i'm thinking we can achieve all of that stuff all of it, yeah all of it with independence or at the very least, a referendum yeah. that we can use as negotiation, as leverage. We can do all of these things. He's very controversial because he wants to fly a flag um, that has a symbol on it that's part of his heritage and his yeah. ancestry, which happens to have been hijacked by the Nazis. And I don't agree with that yeah. at all. I, I don't think it's going to go anywhere good. But the conversation went something like this. 
they're not looking for unity. They're looking for more division so that they can identify who's a lion and who's a sheep. Yeah. And I don't think that's necessary. If we all work together and we get behind the idea of standing up and saying enough is enough, which is what hundreds of thousands of people in this province stood behind me and congratulated me for doing in January 2021. Yeah. If we did that as a province, we would win. Yeah. We don't have to go where the federal government is taking us. We can give our government the mandate to push Alberta towards prosperity. We can do that. Mm -hmm. That's why that's why I'm not a politician. An educational society can raise a lot of money. Not like a political party. They can get the message out to and, and you're right. in Alberta. I, I actually wrote that down earlier because that was kind of my big push was that you had mentioned, you know, what the limit was, 4,200, 4,600. Either way, it's less than five grand a person. It's yep. not much. But if we wanted billboards and if we wanted flyers, if we wanted whatever, just to promote just the whole idea, Bob's your uncle, literally. And, and that's why it takes so long. That's yeah. why it takes so long to build a yeah. grassroots political party. Yeah. But if we had billboards all across Alberta explaining or have with little messaging it, telling Albertans why we needed this leverage, how we could give them all of the things that they want as a province, yeah. if we had that leverage, we could change the face of this province. Mm -hmm. We could change the fate of this province. Yeah. And we could become quite literally, just like my restaurant was in, in the restriction time when I was open, this province would be a beacon of hope for every single person in this country who wants to get back to a place where human life is sacred yeah. and human flourishing is our goal. Yeah. That's how important this is. This isn't about more money in your pocket yeah. because I mean, we've been paying lots of taxes for all our lives and we didn't have a revival over it. Yeah. This is about getting back to a place where human life is sacred and we're actually working to, towards being a flourishing species, yeah. not shooting ourselves in the foot at every turn for the greater good. Yeah. How many, uh, how many people do you know of that have moved out to Alberta just because it seems to be oh the my freest goodness. place in Canada? I, right I run into these people at the cafe all the time. Yeah. They'll in the last week, I could say there's probably at least two dozen individuals or families that have stopped in at the whistle stop and have moved here from another place even right. in my town yeah. uh, the, the houses next to me yeah they're freedom-minded individuals that moved here because of what's going on in alberta people are literally flocking to alberta yeah. and do you remember right before kenny was dethroned he tried to get in front of that parade yeah people were moving to alberta because alberta has a chance we have a shot at doing this and Jason Kenny recognized this and he started an ad campaign that said, um, it wasn't Alberta open for business. It was Alberta, your Actually, home or something like that. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Open for business, sir. And I've been saying that for two years yeah. when I meet people and they tell me that they moved to Alberta because they want to be free. Like we are here. Yeah. The first thing I say to them is welcome home because yeah. you're home now. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're born in 
the Yukon or or Prince Edward Island or, or Vancouver. Yeah. If you this this province, we want to be free here. The majority of the people in this province, we want to be free. And yeah. the majority of people in this province, they will support being free without the federal government. Yeah. As long as the message gets to them. Yeah. I like that idea of billboards across Alberta. I do too. Unfortunately, I think that would be an issue for a lot of these billboard companies because it goes against what the the narrative says. And they're probably concerned that they wouldn't be able to sell ad space. But you know what? Money is there. Not, if you, lot... not if you rented them all. Yes, you're right. Absolutely. There's somebody, there's somebody out there. Maybe they're watching. Maybe they it's someone watching knows someone like this. Somebody could roll up and they could donate 5 million bucks to an educational society yeah. and they wouldn't even notice the yes, money sir. was gone. Yeah, right. And in two weeks, you would have independence messaging all across Alberta. Yeah. And it wouldn't be stigmatized anymore. You know that you still see that in Quebec? In Quebec, talking about independence is not a dirty thing. It's not. Absolutely They're not. proud of it. They're proud we saw that, that strong. We saw that on the convoy out in Ottawa. There were... Yeah people proud separatists or proud sovereignists or whatever and and you know there's the soft separatists there's the the hardcore and and practically everything in between and they're all respected but if you say that here you're ostracized like forget it speaking of austria <laughs> this isn't limited to canada no there are independence movements all across the world because people are waking up and they're realizing that where their government is taking them, they don't want to go. No. Scotland has an independence movement. No. The only problem with Scotland is there's so many different clans. They're all independent. They all think each other's kilt is better than the others. So they're, they have a hard time working together. But there's an independence movement. Hmm. Um, uh, well, Britain just had Brexit not too yeah. long ago because they didn't like where the European Union was, Euro, European Union was going. The yeah. Netherlands have Nexit right yeah. now. I've got That's tons great. of Nexit stuff That's there true. because yeah. they don't want to go where Europe is going. Yeah. Even Friesland has an independence movement because they don't want to go where the Netherlands is going, which, which is, is where Europe is going. That's right. Exactly. Um, Caledonia in Spain, they haven't in, had an independence movement because they didn't like what was going on with Spain. Unfortunately, their constitution didn't allow that. It was considered treasonous, and I think the leaders were locked up, and I think they're still in jail. But this is not anything that is, this is not specific to Alberta or to Canada. The idea that we're stronger together and that unity is stronger only works if we're unified around a truth. If we're unified around something that's fake, like being net zero, or electing whoever at all costs yeah. or um if we're unified around reducing reducing nitrogen fertilizer use by 30 percent, that unity doesn't make us stronger it destroys us mm -hmm. if we unify around a lie or around something that's unrealistic that will destroy us if we unify around a truth and the truth for me is that you stand up and say enough is enough and you stand up for yourself and you do something right. That's power. Yeah. So Canada unified on a path to net zero. That's destruction. 
And we're not stronger like that. We're only stronger if it's based on the truth. Yes. Lots of comments, of course, all the way through it. Last one was, uh, are you going to listen to Christine Anderson on the 18th? Unfortunately, I, I my hands are tied. I yeah. have uh, the pipers come calling at the restaurant. I have to work as much as I can. I can't afford to be out. Uh, yeah. I can't Her afford to be out speaking at places because when I leave my restaurant, I have to pay someone to be there. Actually, two yeah. people. Yeah, and it costs me money. I've been doing this for two years. I've I've sacrificed as much of my what I have in order to do this, thinking that there was going to be some resolution sooner that, but it's just going on forever. Yeah. That's another thing. These change carry, you know what my legal bills are so far? 200 grand. Almost. It's, really? it's somewhere between 150,000 and $200,000 wow. to fight COVID tickets, to fight speeding tickets, to stand up for myself. Really, yeah. In court. Yeah. Now I couldn't have done that if uh, the democracy fund and rebel news hadn't crowdfunded for that. Yeah. I couldn't do it. Yeah. Nor could you, nor no. could 99% of the people in this country. No. If the government comes after you in this country or in this province and you want to stand up for yourself, unless you are really, really rich or can crowdfund it, you can't do it. It costs hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. It takes years and years of your life. <laughs> While the government is telling people that you, that you harmed the province. They're making, they're telling, they're saying that you're a rebel. I mean, although you could just make t-shirts and sell it, <laughs> you know, they, while I'm waiting for this resolution in court to show that the government harmed me and they shouldn't have done it and they shouldn't have done it to other, other people. Yeah. There's people in this province that actually want me to die. There yeah. are people that said they had, when they heard about the train accident, they were disappointed that we weren't dead because they want to see more dead freedomers. That's another reason why I was kind of hiding. Because I realized the depths of human depravity and how it all is now it's coming for me. Like, yeah, it's unreal, absolutely unreal. That needs to be fixed. We need to be able to stand up against the government and fight for our charter rights or constitutional rights, whatever it may be. Because if we can't fight for them, if we can't get a resolution in court, what's the point of even having the charter? The yeah. government can come in, violate your rights, put you in court for 10 years of your life that you can't afford to fight and you'll lose anyway. Yeah. What's the point of having the document? That has to change. The Sovereignty Act isn't going to change that. And it's such a slow process. The whole the whole, the whole court, you know, like they'll do something, they'll set it up one month or whatever, and then you go in and, no, we're going to change things. We're gonna, we need more disclosure. We need blah, blah, and off it goes again. Like your your case again, when is it? April 16th? 12th. April 12th? Well, either way. It's still a long way away. Yeah. Right? And it's like the fourth time in court. And even with Pastor Art, I think he's back in on Friday, basically to learn when, what date the judge will give his, uh, his verdict. The plan to make a plan, to talk yeah. about the plan. Yeah, to talk about the plan. Let's talk about the plan. For those of you that don't know, Art's case is extremely important. Yeah. <clears throat> Pardon me. Uh, Archer Pulowski, what the government is trying to do to him, they're trying to say that the Crown Prosecutor actually said 
they don't need to call witnesses. They don't need to bring forth any evidence because Art's words are violence. Mm -hmm. And his words, if you watch the sermon that he gave in Coots, said, we need to rise up, stand up for ourselves, not back down, and fight not with guns or swords or violence. That's right but with our voices. Yeah. That is, that's what it means to be Canadian yeah. is to use our voices and not our fists. Mm-hmm. That's what we've been taught for years. That's what's in our constitution. That's the way it's supposed to be with our separation of government. And now the government, the crown actually is trying to tell art that that's violence. If art loses that and they convict him, mm-hmm. what that means for the rest of the people in this country this, this is not going to be a free country. If you and can't express yourself in yeah. of jail. Absolutely. Yeah. As and a pastor giving a sermon. It's not just whatever ends up happening and, and talking about online or anything like that. It's like any expression. I'm at a house party and I happen to voice my opinion. Hey, someone just happens to record that or even uh, tell someone about it. Next thing you know, I'm I'm going to court to justify my words. You could be having a house party and yeah. you could be rocking some beastie boys and they they could say, You gotta fight for your right to party. <laughs> and someone will go outside and they they'll beat the crap out of someone. They will because to fight you just for their that. right and you're gonna go to jail because you incited them to violence. Yeah. Or maybe that's the beastie boys go to jail. That's why Actually, I love the, the are English they, are they dead? Are they alive? No, they're still alive. One of them's dead. They're like Bob Barker, Mike they're still alive. Dead. Really? I think he died a few years back. Okay. Anywho, yeah. this is all the consequences of the outcomes of these cases yeah. are way bigger than people understand. Yeah. If I'm found guilty and the government drops a hammer of God on me for, for standing up for myself, what's that going to mean for other businesses? You just have to roll over and take it when the government decides that you can't be in business anymore that's why we need someone to stand up and i'm so glad that uh you decided to take that path because well, you could have you just rolled over could have paid your twenty three hundred dollars and said okay i didn't do that because nobody can fight this no and millions of people all across this country and actually people in other countries have donated to the democracy fund yeah so that i could fight this for that purpose absolutely and if nobody did it it's all for nothing if i roll over and take a twenty three hundred dollar plea deal and plead guilty and the government just makes this all go away what about all those millions of people that donated so that i could fight yeah where does that leave them and then Somebody has to go through this all over again, but next time it won't be, it'll be harder and mm-hmm. harder and harder and impossible. Yeah. The next fight might be against districts in our city. Yeah. Who knows, right? That could Maybe. be a fight. And actually it will be a fight because if you look at what agenda 2030 says and yeah. how they're planning on meeting these climate goals, no more agriculture. Yeah. You get it? Yeah. No more, no more transportation no more oil and gas, no more individual property uh, ownership, no more small business. 
The yep. list goes on and on and we should on. Just, we should just get rid of all the humans and then the world would just be a better place because then it would it go literally right says right back get to rid me. of humans yeah. or allow them to die off and not encourage the population to be replaced. 1.5 billion people carry. That's what they say we should we're only allowed to have on this planet. And you and I know that that's a that's a that's a farce. It's fake. It's not real. That's no. not something we should ever be uni united around. No, we I... should not be united around any of those goals that these global elites have for us, no. because they're lies. All of them. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty twisted. Pretty twisted. Did you want to talk about, uh, are you speaking at any APP events or anything? Unfortunately, no. Okay. Um, I've gotten to a point where I can no longer afford to take days off and just go travel here and travel there. Yeah. Um, if my expenses are picked up, then yeah, I'll do it. But I just, I've reached the end of my rope. I don't, uh, I don't, I just can't do it. Honestly, I'm, I'm kind of at that same thing because it, it does, there's not only time, but well, it's not only money I was going to say, but it's time. It definitely is time yeah. Like to, to drive out and speak somewhere. And um, you, when you do that, you, you have to give up something else. You do. Right? And, and I'm not retired. No. I, I have a business to run. And any anybody that has a small business, you know yeah. that you have to be there. Yeah. You have to be there. Yeah. And people, somebody earlier, actually it was Sean Lee, our, our friend Sean Lee, who you know. Mm -hmm. She said, you yeah. know, you got to go to Winnipeg even though you can't afford it. Well... I, I I thought about it, and at one point I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna do it because it sounds like fun." But I'm not. I'm gonna be at my restaurant, mm -hmm. and I'm gonna do the same thing I've been doing for the last few weeks. I'm gonna mm -hmm. have individual conversations with people who come there to talk to me, yeah. and that's important too. Yeah, I didn't realize how many people drive still to the Whistle Stop Cafe just so Five they can hours. shake my hand or say hello or share their story. There's a lot of people that do that. Yeah. And I really feel like being gone so much, I let a lot of people down yeah. because they would spend two or three hours driving there and I wasn't there. So I'm just going to be there and I'll have those important face-to-face -face conversations with people who want to share their stories or people maybe, that just want to talk. And and maybe that's all we, all we say is like, we're not going to Winnipeg this weekend. So and you can still watch stuff online because I'm sure there'll, there'll be live streams and there'll be lots of interesting speakers and whatever out there. But if you want to actually engage and have a conversation, get out to the whistle stop. If you live in Red Deer, it's only an hour away. If you're living in uh, Edmonton, you're an hour and a half away. If you and live you know what? that if you, yeah. It, people often ask me, well, how can I support you? What can I do? Come buy a burger. Come have a coffee. Let yeah. me serve you. Yeah. Let me pour you a coffee. Yeah. That uh, if my restaurant's full, I'll be all right. Yeah. I can I can do that. I can, you know, I can recover. Um, you don't, you don't necessarily have to do anything big and grandiose. Although that mm -hmm. bottle of, uh, Captain Morgan sliced apple I got today was fantastically awesomely appreciated. Yeah. Don't worry. I'm saving it. Okay. <laughs> but coming into my restaurant, patronizing my business, buying a hoodie or a sweatshirt or whatever, that by, helps me out tremendously. By the way, there's a jukebox in the restaurant too. <laughs> ah, yes. And if you want to support Carrie... Throw a few thousand bucks in the jukebox. <laughs> you know, I just put a dollar in there. You get like a couple of songs that you can play on the jukebox. That's all I care about. 
Yeah, that must have been yeah. a real hit when they stopped using $1,000 bills, hey? Yeah, totally. Yeah, nobody was using those in the jukebox. But, you know, again, the hit was, uh, for me, the, the big crippling, if you want to call it that, was when um, the USP government basically said, you know what, we're shutting down anything that you can't touch. Or, like You can't play VLTs, can't play pool tables or anything like that. And it was November 26th of 2021, right? I think that's what, yeah. November 26, 2021. And they started back up again, June 15th of 2022. That was seven months without anybody going in and playing pool or playing arcade games or anything like that. And in the meantime, I just, I had upgraded a bunch of games like just in October and they didn't even get played. And That's now fine, though, because you don't have to make the payments when they can't work, right? Well, and so that was the issue is that even with my insurance, they was I thought it was there's a uh, in a in the rider it says like it's non non use or whatever it is. The idea is that if the place burned down with with a piece of equipment in there, obviously you wouldn't be able to use that piece of equipment, so you get a replacement, right? Or you get revenue revenue insurance or whatever it's called. And so I went back to them and said, okay, I've got these many locations, this much equipment, and all that, and the government basically shut it down. No. According to your contract, it's only one month and this maximum value, which is basically what one location was. That was it. Yeah. So I still had payments on stuff. So that's, that's, that's definitely hurt, right? And especially for seven months. I really didn't think it was going to go that long. I, th I thought it was going to be like a month. Anyways, I didn't want to get into that because it's I, – I usually like to be a little more private when I talk about – finances and crap <laughs> moral of the story yeah uh if you go to a, a any kind of establishment and there's a jukebox or a pool table or whatever yeah. just know that whoever owns that equipment they went through what carrie's going through yeah yeah so you know yeah. why don't you throw an extra 20 bucks in a jukebox when you see it go play pool when you wouldn't normally use those games because that's uh th those those folks they they need support too. And, as, and they're going to have to pay back if they took that $60,000 loan, they're going to have to pay back that 40,000 bucks this year. Yeah. The Piper is calling. He's That's coming. True. Is twisted and... sister on the jukebox. Oh yeah. I actually, I think I made a playlist. Is it in the whistle stop playlist? That is like freedom song. So yeah, we're not going to take it. Uh, there's uh, I won't back down. There's uh, uh, a couple of Eric Clapton songs uh, and a couple of Van Morrison songs. Blind Joe is not on the jukebox. It is I've I've requested uh, I will not comply for like the entire year. It's still not on there. So, anyways, a uh, big shout out to Ben Scabin Ryder with the stupidest comment of the night. Oh. Why are some comments hidden? Don't we have freedom of speech? Bugger off! You don't have freedom of speech on my page. <laughs> you don't have freedom of speech. As a matter of fact, you have the right to uh, freedom of expression. So get it right. Oh, that's right too. It is expression. And also, get lost. Yes, no comments have been hidden on the page. I just yeah. sit there and watch them roll on by. Yeah. Learn how to use your computer. Okay, uh, quickly, uh, somebody mentioned about Winnipeg. They've got some stuff going on. They got a whole bunch of speakers. Camp uh, awesome. Go yep. listen to them. Yeah. Yep. And they have some. They're going to have some talks about things like alternative healthcare, alternative schooling, like food security, all these. That's things. That's great. Yeah. I I hate to rain on your parade. But while you're out there, I want you to remember something. It's all fine and dandy to set up these parallel society things. 
so that you can get by if something happens to the current system. That's great. You should be prepared. However, if you're thinking that you can do these things to exist or coexist peacefully with the majority that access the other system and pursue an anti-human agenda, like what the WF and the UN want to do, you are sorely mistaken. Go ahead and build your food security network. Do it. The government's already planning on uh, making it illegal for you to sell vegetables to your neighbor. They did it in the Northwest Territories. It's coming so, to the rest of Canada. Yeah. Go ahead and have your alternate education system. At one point, it will come crumbling down because the government will send, what do they call them, truancy agents, truancy yeah. officers? Yeah. And they will yeah. take you or they'll maybe they'll put you in for psychiatric assessment because you're crazy because you don't believe in this in the in the proper system. All of those things are fine and dandy if you understand that they are not a solution. They are a temporary band-aid on a long-lasting problem. So you need a long-lasting solution. And the long-lasting solution, can you guess what it is? To, to get out from under the current system and start one with good people and a good constitution that protects the people with an army and a militia for the people by the people to protect against government, similar to what our Southern friends have. Mm -hmm. That's the lasting solution. So I want you to remember that as you're sitting in the symposium in Winnipeg, talking to people who have all these ideas about how to, how to fix the country. Yeah. They will come for all of those things too. And if the majority of this country or this province agrees that you're the crazy ones, you will go into an institution or you'll go to jail. That's just how it works. It's happened in, in across history on numerous occasions. There's nothing new under the sun. It will happen again. So be prepared, but focus on a lasting and sustainable solution. Good answer. Chris is deep in thought reading all the comments. Well, I'm just, this one really got me. Oh. This really got me. Hmm. <laughs> well, you have sung uh, Folsom Prison Blues, and we do a hell of a rendition of Rocket Man. I don't know if we have a, <laughs> that should be our outro today. <laughs> What's that? Rocket Man. <laughs> I don't think I can sing. I think I got like a hairball or something. I don't know what the heck's going on with me. <sighs> Yeah, well, we'll we'll end up doing karaoke at the uh, the whistle stop sometime, sometime fairly soon. Yes, because I moved the chairs around, so now there's room for you. Oh, good. It'll have to be like on a Wednesday or something. I'm just too busy on the weekend. But you could do it. You could do it on the weekend. <laughs> yeah, it's a good idea. I'll host karaoke. Yeah. So like... we've established that time is valuable. And money doesn't grow on trees, right, Carrie? Yes, for sure. So I guess I'm just going to let everybody know I'm not going to waste my time on any more things or people who don't have their eye on the prize hmm. or are not willing to at least listen yeah. and make their own decision. I'm not wasting any more time. Yeah. Uh, if we don't use our time wisely and we don't make some big strides in the next little while here, we're going to be in for a world of hurt. So 
I apologize if I don't get back to you on every single issue that you that you bring to my attention or carries for that matter. Sometimes people say something like, oh, you know, this part of the system effed me up by doing this. I get it. It needs to be it needs to be changed. But we cannot focus on all of those individual things when we leave the overarching problem intact. My goal is to work on that overarching problem, which is the federal government and the crown. Mm-hmm. And we have a solution to get out from under both of them. So stay tuned for updates. And I'm going to bed. Yeah, me too. Unless you got anything else. No, I was just going to say we're doing a webinar on Wednesday, an APP webinar. <laughs> Can you show that poster? Oh, that's why that's there. That's why it's there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michelle there Shirley. Go. There you go. There you go. Michelle, we're doing uh, kind of like what we talked about uh, with uh, Tiana uh, a few hours ago um, about uh, lockdowns. Uh, actually, this one's a little more little more uh, geared that way. Um, fourth Industrial Revolution, 15-minute cities, all that kind of stuff that seems to be the hot topic and everybody wants to talk about. So we're doing that uh, on Wednesday. And uh, so that's that'll be on the Whistle Stop Live uh, page, as well as on the Alberta Prosperity Project, uh, Facebook and YouTube. And I'm not sure. I know they're on Rumble, but I'm not sure if it's live on Rumble. But either way, check it out. And uh, she's always a great, great guest. Lots of stuff to do. And she she comes with graphs, slides. Like, they're awesome. I love it. So it's not just two, two people talking like Chris and I do. <laughs> we make it interesting. Don't we? Yes, we do. We make it quite interesting. <laughs> uh, so there you go. So that's on Wednesday. So Oh, my goodness. It. It's midnight. I know. And people are still watching. I know. What's well, wrong with you people? Why aren't you in bed? Are you in bed? They're probably in bed watching. They're probably in bed, yeah. yeah. Remember that couple that told us we had to take breaks in the middle of our lives so they could make love? That was yeah. during the convoy. Yeah. That was like it when was all so our... so awkward, but it was, was like really flattering. When all our streams were like uh, three hours long. One thing I did want to show, and maybe I can do this here. So I've kind of taken it upon myself for a little bit. Like. I'm going to stop that for a second. Sorry. Um, To curate all our videos from the convoy. And uh, there we go. You can show this screen. So if you go to. Listencarryshow.com and go under episodes. These are the episodes of all the stuff that we do. Some featured stuff. And then we have all the Canada Convoy ones. So I think right now we're up to February 6th. I know I was trying to do it like like we'd be doing a February 13th right now. And so it's kind of coincide. That just didn't work. Sorry. But uh, <laughs> like Carrie continues DJing in front of the Parliament <laughs> buildings despite, despite the emergency. I know. Well, because that's exactly what it is, right? Yeah. Declaring a state of emergency and the mayor of Ottawa calling the truckers radical extremists, terrifying and harassing people and shutting down the city. So I do a I, lot of these little. Was, was he was he doing that young lady at that time? Or, remember no, that was no, that was Toronto. So no, this was Ottawa. Oh, that was John Tory. Yeah, this was yeah. Uh, Watson or whatever his name was. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's funny. All these people that are they're just calling us delinquents and yeah. we're bad people, and then they're just being bad behind yeah. closed doors. Yeah. 
anyways, you can see that there's already quite a few on the convoy. So there is one video that was the day we got in. If you remember that, Chris, where we were in the truck. Do you remember that? Do you remember that? Uh, and it, it's like a five hour video. <laughs> what? <laughs> when, when we wheeled up and, uh, what was the, uh, the, uh, uh, Hildebrand, uh, pastor Hildebrand, father Hildebrand. Hildebrand. Yeah. So, uh, remember when he climbed up and said, hi, and that, yep. that, that part of the video is like a minute and a half long, honestly, but we're in there and we have Gavin come in. We had, uh, um, Alexis and um, uh, oh, name escapes. Really, Andrew? Andrew, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, it's late. It's midnight. Uh, we all we all kind of packed into the 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 uh, the cab, and then we ordered uh, uh, food in. We had um, Bourbon Street Grill or something in there. Anyways, all that's in there. It's it's hilarious going back through it because again, I even found it funny going through these videos because when you're living in the moment, you actually don't see what's going on, but when you see it and it's all compiled and, uh, and kind of put into a timeline and you see exactly how, how the events unfolded during the day, it's, it's pretty funny. It is pretty funny. I can't pretty believe that. And, that and serious and serious too. So anyway, so that's on their, uh, Chris Carey show.com. That, that was only a year ago. It feels like way, way longer. Uh, I know. I know. Yeah. So, so much has happened. Yeah. There you go. So now I can now I can close that page. That's all good. Excellent. So on that note, with Freedom Convoy, I will have a big old PS. Um, there are some people who are asking questions about Freedom Convoy people, lawyers, blah blah blah. Why are people asking for money? This kind of thing. Why are lawyers taking money? Well, here's my thoughts. Freedom is important. I don't want a $200 lawyer representing people who are fighting for freedom. I want a $1,000 lawyer representing them because it's important. Yeah. I believe lawyers who are doing their job and doing their job well deserve, deserve to be paid because they have bills and they have families to support too. I don't expect that any lawyer should have to do that for free, although lots do. Mm -hmm. um, the JCCF, for instance, they do lots of advocacy work. They do lots of pro bono work. And what's going on with the Freedom Convoy Board and this $30 million, $300 million lawsuit or whatever is big or, yeah. and it's important. Yeah. And these guys need funding to do that. I don't believe that the people that are involved in that are bad or evil or doing anything untowards by trying to get funding for it. I don't believe that anyone that was involved in organizing or appearing as a face of the convoy are, are have done anything wrong or are, trying to get rich. I mm -hmm. think they're just a bunch of good people trying to do things and it's expensive. So before you jump on everybody and believe some of this stupidity that's coming out on the internet, please take the time to either talk to them yourself or use your own noggin and, uh, and use some common sense. Yeah. And that's all I'm going to say. On it. Wise words. Every now and then. <laughs> bedtime you didn't even have a beer yet no i don't want one i got i'm really clogged up today all right and I uh i didn't get home until 5 30 this morning from dropping zach off up in flair oh yeah 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 we drove the grand torino up there and uh the weather was great on the way up and then on the way back 
we hit a like blizzardy snowstorm with flakes the size of the palm of your hand wow. just south of valley view and it was like that almost until we got home wow in the 76 grand torino yeah not fun it's a big car big car and, and then i worked all day so needles to say i'm tired yes and we got stuff we got to pack up and do tomorrow. So I will see you in the morning. At, in the morning. Uh, Good night, all. Thanks for watching. Hey. Good night, everybody. Love you guys. Come visit us at the Whistle Stop Cafe in Mira, Alberta. All right. Be there or be hungry. <laughs> no. No. Yes. <laughs>